0: Hello everybody, it's me again, welcome back to the Nerdverse. I have been away for a little bit, that's because I have had some health issues going on, but hopefully I am back to recording a decent episode for y'all. And um, today I want to talk about another anti-hero in the fantasy universe, Um, before I had talked about Elric, and uh, this one is similarly in that vein. His name is Cain, and he is a creation of Carl Edward Wagner. Carl Edward Wagner was a writer in the 70s, and he was previously a psychiatrist before that, so his creation of Cain had some psychological uh, complexities to them, even though he was still a little bit pulpy, um, but he was definitely more complex than some of the pulp heroes like Conan um, and definitely not idealistic, such as um, some of the other fantasy heroes like Lord of the Rings, Narnia, sort of that sort of epic fantasy. It was definitely sword and sorcery. So, First, I'll get into a bit of what his uh, character kind of description and biography was. And then I'll get into what makes him stand apart from the rest of the fantasy universe. So as the name might imply, even though it's spelt K-A-N-E, there's a slight allegory between the cane in the books and biblical cane. So this cane had a brother named Abel, was a possible child of a union between that universe's Adam and Lilith. And and in terms of committing a crime and being uh, sentenced to immortality, that's what happens with him. Even though it's not that event, to my knowledge, isn't described in the universe like they don't go through uh, the whole events of it in a book it's referred to throughout all the stories of Cain so Cain strangles his brother Abel is sentenced by the mad god to a life of immortality and can heal from wounds very quickly and then he is destined to wander until he is killed through violence and so that's the basic background to Cain And so one of the few things that stands out between himself and other heroes is he is not, uh, completely a bad guy and he's not completely a good guy. In fact, in some of his stories, he is often one or the other. So unlike Elric, where like Elric goes out there to, um, do what he believes are noble things and have them have them backfire due to his own hubris or own narcissism kane is there's no there's no ambiguity about that he will be he often has aspirations to power he has often aspirations to conquering and killing and he'll often do that like for example in dark crusade um he is the villain but he's the main character he is trying to take over that that land in the stories my cat's bell is making a little bit of an appearance here the and so in a story he'll either be "quote unquote the good guy even though he's not necessarily good he's just battling something that is evil and not committing any evil himself at that time or he's flat out the villain and he may not always he may be thwarted but he's never killed in his aspirations for um for conquering and so that's what i found very unique about kane was this sort of duality to him where he is not tormented by morality in a sense like he he only narcissistically reflects upon his own immortality of like this is weary this is burdensome but he's not like oh no i am so cursed and how will i continue to do good things he is flat out villain and other ones and so it is interesting to see this kind of anti-hero or a flat-out villain be the main protagonist in a story and it kind of gives an interesting view of what maybe if they had illustrated and i'm not saying they would do that in the Bible because I know it's very touchy in terms of people. Some people believe the Bible is literally true, but if that story, it would be like seeing if Cain, there was Cain came up later on in the Bible to see his character development. It's kind of seeing that is where he clearly, he's not the cackling, like I am a villain and I'll do evil sort of campy version. I think he, but I think he is just not, um, and doesn't worry all the time about the morality of his actions. He realizes what he is, or I think he has committed himself definitely to his cause, similar to like Thanos from the Marvel universe. Um, and one of the stories he talks about, he tells Elric because Elric and him cross over at one point is that he says, I'm a killer. Um, that's, that's what I do. Um, and so that's one of the main things that he stands out from in terms of other fantasy, quote unquote, heroes. The other thing is is that he has this balance of both um, physical capabilities as well as mental and magic capabilities. So Carl Edward Wagner, Todd described him as being able to think his way out of a situation, manipulate people, Coordinate and gather armies like he does in some of his stories or he can quote unquote rip heads off if push comes to shove so he is both physically um intimidating as well as like charismatically intimidating uh, he was described as being like a large muscle muscly type of guy with a dark red beard and red hair so kind of viking build but also has this intense stare that can like burrow into people. And it is something that I always found fascinating is that he's, and he also knows because he collects a whole bunch of magic lore, a whole bunch of magic items at certain times. And that makes him somewhat uh, an interesting piece where he's kind of the best of both worlds, again, kind of like a Thanos where he is, just balanced in areas of killing and uh, uh, destro- destruction, I guess. And so he has the personal qualities and the leadership quality and a magical ability, as well as he can handle himself in a fight. The other piece that I thought that it would be good to talk about was that he is, uh, he like I had mentioned before, <clears throat> he does talk about his immortality and he does bemoan it a bit, but it's more in the sense of uh, like saying, you know, it's wearisome to kind of live all this time. And I think more in a quest for meaning versus, oh, I am sad. I get to live forever. And some of his books, other than the ones that he has to react to people and react to supernatural threats, the ones where he is clearly trying to cut a bloody swath, across the world um, and worlds later on because he actually does world travel at some point point. Um, and he is i think it because of the author's psych psychiatric background he is often in a quest to explore his own meaning and what is what good is eternal life if you find nothing satisfactory about it um similar to boredom or similar to Like I'm just kind of, it would be the same thing as if maybe it's the wrong analogy, but if I was living for a thousand years, um, and, but that whole thousand years I had to work in McDonald's, nothing against people who work in McDonald's. Um, he, he definitely, um, feels like he is the crude way of putting it is stuck in a rut. Um, and and therefore, he constantly is trying to find way where he sees, well, if I'm going to be doing this, what's the meaning of life? What's the weight of eternity? I'm going to make it big. I'm going to try and uh, be somebody, so to speak, and probably wash the blood from his hands or about killing his brother to some extent in the worst possible way. So a lot of his uh there are times where he is acting in a hero role like i said all of his his reasons are very personal they're very driven by narcissism they're very driven by um you know the the quest for power knowledge for revenge because another possible thing is that because of his immortality his relationships that that happen have a lot of layered context at times. So it's not just random quest of the week or adventure of the week. There is people who he has known throughout the centuries or decades come back. And sometimes they go from like they used to be lovers, but now they're enemies or vice versa. They're allies. And so it's just the there's a richness to that where it's a very inter interrelational in that sense versus just oh I'm I have to dream up a new character for the hero to encounter it can do sort of backstories a lot and a lot of history. And so in terms of this book, so even though it has plenty of action, I my one of my favorite um uh scenes because i haven't read all of the stories there's 20 stories in two novels and but one of them in terms of the dark shadows one where he encounters a werewolf and there he there's a there's a there's a lot of suspense in these stories as well so it's not just like this all this philosophical text it balances the action quite nicely so he fights a werewolf and it just describes as like he thinks he's at the final battle with this werewolf and he he goes up to kill the guy because he's basically saying, Well, this werewolf's gonna take a long time to change. Well basically there's just a the description is there's just a blur, the the guy starts laughing and his tongue lolls out and then it just becomes the the tongue lolling of a wolf. And then it's on. It's a fight. And so That's what I liked about it, is that it was still very suspenseful, still some battles, just like you would expect in a fantasy um, genre. However, it has these interrelationships and these types of pieces around existence. There's one point where he he does world hop, and he comes into um, the modern world, like our world, and he's a drug dealer. He basically again he's out there doing bad things for his own sort of quest for riches and power but he's a criminal about it and so i like the neat ways they do it and a lot i think a lot of that comes due to my last bit which is his unique voice so the the voice of the hero as well as the voice of the author so carl edward wagner like i said was a psychiatrist he also was a man that was very plagued with a lot of crippling personal problems with uh, mental illness and substance abuse and basically died of complications from alcoholism and um i believe he got like a tick i believe i don't believe it was lyme disease but i it was tick related anyways and then he again liver failure all kinds of things so his writing by essence was also very dark very laden with with uh Mental health kind of stuff and and not just due to his psychiatric background, but also due to the the writer's own struggles, very dark, very nihilistic type of writing, very brooding, but not in an emo sort of Because like Elric can get a bit emo, but Kane is more like this hard and hardened dark kind of writing in a different way than uh you would expect so that's what, in a nutshell that's what i like about kane kane is definitely someone who i i'm going to try and find the stories out there and reread them again like i said i read a few as a kid i read bloodstone dark Crus- crusade dark shadows like i said collection of short stories and i loved them like they were um the best, uh, in terms of like, I love Elric. Don't get me wrong. I was, I'm a big, huge fan of different types of, of fantasy, uh, introspection, I guess, because you can create a world in a, in a book quite easily. It's just, like I'll just use a spinoff of something to create my own L O T R kind of, <clears throat> um, offshoot. But it's another thing to take the tone of a book and to be very different. And that's what I like about Cain. So I advise you to go and find a book, find a story, sit down and read it. If you are a fan of darker kinds of fantasy, you won't be disappointed. So that's today. I hope that you're all doing well. And until next time, um, embrace your nerdness and we will talk again soon my email address again is kobaz 965 at gmail.com and if you want to send me an email to tell me how i'm doing what do you like what you would want to see me do differently i'm more than welcome to open the feedback i'm just enjoying being able to talk about something that i love so anyways have a great day bye bye